0: You know they say lavender oh, yeah. oil or lavender mm-hmm. can help calm people down. I'm going to bring a spray bottle like what you would have for your pets. <laughs> you know when yeah. they're when they're misbehaving, and it's going to be full of lavender oil. And I'm just going to have it with me at all times. <laughs> and if anyone ever gets upset, I'll just squirt them in the nose and go, "Calm down." <laughs> well, <laughs> relax. Are you You're feeling aggr- overwhelmed? Aggressive <laughs> relaxation. Yes.
1: Life gets easier if we figure it out together. Welcome to The Lisa Show. I've always enjoyed having a lot of things to do. And being busy and feeling overwhelmed, though, are two different things. So I remember a particularly overwhelming period of my life when I was busy with five young children. And there's just something about having all of your kids being young that... creates this kind of bone tiredness that's unlike anything else I've ever experienced in my life. Mostly because they can't babysit, right? So I remember when my kids... Were, and I have five children, were um, a baby to age nine, and, and it was a super busy time of life, period. And I always knew that I, I, I wanted, again, that kind of chaos and fun of having a, a lot of kids, and, and we loved it, but it was an intense time. My husband at the time was working full-time and getting a graduate degree, so going to school full-time, and had a particularly demanding church um assignment that kept him, you know, busy for several hours during the week and most of the day on Sunday and he was directing plays at night to also make money on the side and then I had the five kids and was trying to balance all of their activities and our it was just an intense period of time and <laughs> It was so funny to me because people like my family and friends and neighbors would often give me the advice, well, you know, make sure you take time for you, you know, don't forget to relax if you're so stressed out, you know. And this was always so ridiculous to me because, in fact, I actually really tried this one time. I said to my baby, I was like, oh, baby, could you please stop crying right now? Mommy needs a little me time. You know, no, it's like ridiculous. The demands are so immediate and so intense that it does seem like when somebody says, hey, just relax, it's almost just like a a stab. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're just further highlighting the fact that I, I don't feel like I'm in control of my time and everything seems really intense. Well, at this time of my life, we were also really tight on cash. We didn't have a lot of discretionary funding. In fact, I don't think we had any you know it was one of those times of life where it was like okay send out this bill at this time and then do this and then we'll save for this and then it it was very intense to think about money so taking time to you know hire a babysitter or I love it when my friends would be like well, you should just like go get a massage or go get your nails done. And I was just like, oh, I just, I'm not going to do that. That would further stress me out because time and money were so closely tied to each other. So I had to find other ways to relax and sort of center myself. And it was a very creative pursuit because I had to think outside the box. I had to find other ways to relax when I was stressed out. And as my life has changed and my stresses and feelings of of overwhelm have changed and my situation have changed and as as my kids have gotten older and as my career and my life circumstances have changed, I realized that this is quite a balancing act. And what works for one group doesn't necessarily work for the other but there is a lot of value in the pursuit of being able to feel centered and joyful and peaceful. So what can we do to really relax when we're feeling overwhelmed? I'm excited for this Council of Moms because I need your ideas on how to relax when you're stressed in the middle of stress. (laughs) So here today to add to this wonderful conversation is Suzanne Clark. Hello. Natalie Madsen. Hi. And Karina White. Hello. So I want to hear your stories. What What are the fails when you tried to relax and it didn't work when you were stressed? And what did you ultimately find that worked?
2: I have something that I do every single day with my husband and he knows it's going to happen. And it's the second he walks in the door, I'm going to empty my bucket and he knows Mm. he has to hear it. And it's... I was at our stop sign today, and no one stopped, and I was so mad. And I went to the bank, and she gave me this look. And what was that about? <laughs> and then my, you know, so and so didn't do their homework, and he, they gave me grief. Can you believe she said that to me? And I just have to get that all out every moment of the day that got under my skin. Mm. And he knows he's not to react because oh, okay. I I don't want to deal with whatever you think about it. I can't add your. <laughs> Yeah. Your feelings about the situation to mine. I just need to feel mine, and I need to tell you how I feel about it. And then we're done. And he's very clear. Is, that all, is there anything else? And I say, no. <laughs> give me a minute. No, a I think I think situation. that'll do it. And then I, and then awesome. I'm all cleared that's of awesome. the day. It's, it doesn't solve everything, again, no, because we don't brainstorm. It it. Yeah. But it lets it out. If I just dump the bucket, then I've said it. And I can take a deep breath and then, and then perhaps later he can ask, do do you want some suggestions or some ideas to solve it? And then we can discuss it in a way, but I have to dump that bucket. The second he's in the door at the end of every day or it just bubbles out of me. I love that. that I'm very emotional. Anybody,
3: well, I know. That's, <laughs> that's just, just like, sensitive. it's so great to have that expectation and you know what's going to happen
4: every day. Every day. That's so got to help. You can hold on to that. Exactly. Like you, you can, can you make it just to the <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> you you make make he's going to come home and I can tell him all my injustices. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like really it. like that. Yeah. yeah, I really, really like that. I had, so I have three
3: kids. My kids are a little younger than all of yours. Right now, they are 10, 7, and 4. But when I had them all, I was on Studio C. I was on a sketch comedy show where we would write full-time for six months and then do shows full-time for six months. And by full-time, I mean like really like 60 plus hours. Those are long days. They're really long days. And at the time, I was one of the only for I think at least the first half of when we were on the show, I was the only one with kids. And so there's just kind of this added layer of like, yeah, but you don't understand. I got a pump, you know, like, yeah. like or like, <laughs> I, that's great. We wrap at 2 a.m. I'm going to be up at 6 no matter what. You know, just things yeah. where like, I just had this added layer of like momhood along with being on this crazy, fun, exhausting show. And so I would try really hard to relax when I could. And something, again, I I love my therapist. My therapist just said, if you have a thought of a kind thing you can do for yourself within your resources, just do it. So you know what? I'm just going to take two minutes and eat this piece of chocolate and shut the bathroom door. And I'm just going to try to enjoy it until my kids are screaming their heads off. And that's a kind thing. It's within my resources. I'm just going to try to do it. (laughs) And just know it might get interrupted, but that's okay. Like it was just such a chaotic time. I had babies, I had toddlers, and I had this really demanding um, show. And so, I mean, my husband was so good about it. He would try to give me alone time, but it really was like seven years of survival mode. And I would try like a bath at night was within my resources. I could say, Hey honey, you're on full-time kid duty for the next 20 minutes and he'd say, gotcha. You know, just being able to advocate for that. If it's within your resource and you have a kind thought for yourself, just take it. I love that. That's something doable. Yeah, for anybody. It can look different for everyone yeah, too. Different people, yeah. like like you're saying, like yeah. we, we were so poor when we got married too. There's just everyone has different resources. Exactly. Like now, I probably could go get a massage and be okay. Sure. But when I had three babies, no way. Like we couldn't do that. But there are things you can do, as hard as it may seem, you really can. But you do have to get creative. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> I say one time we tried every Sonic shake flavor they had at Sonic, which meant we had to have the bacon maple. That's so fun. Or the peanut butter jelly. Oh, I but love this. a But just over a course of months, we made a big list and put it on the fridge, and every time we tried a new flavor, we marked it off. No And it was just something, like you're saying, a little piece of chocolate, Wendy's, whatever it is, just something little but that we looked forward to and we did it and it was a
4: little bit of fun. Yeah. I love that. Of course, food. Come on. I know. Oh, food is always the answer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can incorporate it in just about any activity I have discovered. So it is always the answer. (laughs) Even hiding in the bathroom. It's good. It's Uh good. Uh, For me, I definitely, it's all about nature for me. Mm -hmm. If I need to reset, that's if I need to actually relax and really get back to who and connect with myself, which if I'm feeling really, really stressed, that's usually the problem. I've usually lost sight of myself, I've let all the worries and the things with my kids, I I was like you, Lisa, I had five kids in nine years. So there was not a lot of relaxing when they were all little. I had no family in the area, zero zip. So there was just, there just wasn't. And um, I had to learn how to make that a priority in my life. And I wish I would have learned it sooner, Mm -hmm. but I am really good at it now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Nature is huge. Hiking, you know, just, we are so blessed to live in this area, but I think almost anywhere you live, you can find somewhere pretty to go walking. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't even have to be an official hike. Yeah. When I say hiking, that's a very loose term. That can mean <laughs> walking up, you know, the street by your house, just getting to somewhere pretty. You know, we have a cemetery near where we live, Lisa and I do, and it's beautiful up there. And just, I've passed her yeah. many times and we can see each other as we go. The looks on our faces, we both know why we're out there. <laughs> we're, walk, we're walking We're walking. you know off. if it's a
1: day of like, oh, yeah. should I
4: talk to you or no? Yeah. I'm not Right. Kind of talk to that's you. right. And sometimes that's just exactly <laughs> that's okay. how it goes. Cool. Sometimes I like walking with a friend so I can vent and be, feel mm-hmm. validated and maybe even get a little advice at the end of my day. And sometimes I just need to be by myself. Sometimes I take my journal, like you the, was suggested, take a journal and write some things that I want to talk about or. Maybe just some things I'm grateful for. That does relax me to focus on the good things in my life. It does relax me. It reminds me that the stress I'm feeling is going to pass and that there are still a lot of good things that are going on.
3: I think sometimes, too, as moms, it's hard to have hobbies. Like, it really is. Yeah. And it depends on... It's tricky. There's there's seasons for things, Mm -hmm. right? And I think as long as we're able to... Like, I was just thinking about hiking and walks and I... I my kids are a little older now, so we do get outside a little bit more. But when I was in the thick of it, like the idea of a hike, I would like laugh at you. I'd be like, When am I gonna Cause, arrange? Cause you probably for an wanted hour? to take a nap. Yes, yes. Yeah, there yes. was no
4: hiking when my kids no, were little. Of Don't get me not. wrong. But that like, wasn't hiking.
3: <laughs> I feel like it's good, it's a good perspective thing to yeah. especially like if you are in the thick of it and you do have little kids, just know like, you know, in ten years, maybe you could go on a hike with that child of yours right. and that will be a nice way to connect or relax. <laughs> just know that there's different amounts of resources through different seasons. For and all that kind of stuff. But like it makes me look forward to having more time to go on hikes by myself. That sounds amazing. (laughs)
1: It really does. It does. This is kind of controversial because you get a lot of different reactions to this. And I kind of hate it that this works for me. But I have learned that running is good for my mental health and Mm -hmm. helps me relax in a different way than even a nap or or journaling or, you know what I mean? Or it works for me in a different way. So I'm, there's something magical for my brain and I don't know what it is. And like I said, I kind of don't love it about really loud music and pounding it out on the pavement and like the metaphor of just like, I'm gonna leave it on the pavement. I'm gonna work out this problem while I run. And then when I get home, I'm gonna be done with it. I'm gonna leave it there. And then go into the house and get on with my day. And then how I feel the rest of the day, even though the first mile or two or the whole time. First two miles are liars. Uh-huh. That's what they say. I just think, you can't do this. Why are you doing this? Your body hates this. This is probably not very healthy. Why do you do this? I hate this. And But there's something by the end that I go, this, I've, okay, I, I've got this. Yeah. And it, it would help me relax in kind of a, a different way. And I wouldn't have done it if I weren't so desperate. You know, to find something, and there was a time in my life where I just had to try a lot of different things because, like, something that would help me relax like before just didn't work, and you kind of have to mix it up. Yes, I
3: think mm-hmm. you're
1: totally right. And I still find that now, and I'm like, huh, why doesn't this work anymore? Well, instead of worrying about why it doesn't, I'm like, you know, I, it's probably time to make that sonic shake chart. Yeah, try. Some, I know, think so. Do you know I what I mean? That, should that be in. Your <laughs> next, so it's probably
4: going to be mine, to be honest. So. And I think what Natalie said about there being different phases of your life yeah. is huge. You have to just remember that different phases of your life you can have different hobbies, whatever you want to call it, that mm-hmm. are gonna help you relax, different things you do with yeah. whatever spare time. When your kids are all little, eating a piece of chocolate in the bathroom might really be all you've got. That might
3: be your hobby, man. That, yeah.
4: It might or be all there around is. the block before dinner. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like what Suzanne says, having that dumping time with someone yeah. who can listen to you at the end of the yeah. day. You know, no matter what phase of life you're at, if you've got somebody that you can trust to do that, I think that would be Because there's
1: a very different valuable. need, like if you yeah. need to go and vent to somebody and cry, or if you just need a dance party in your kitchen. That's right. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have to be really in tune, I think, with what you're feeling like. Mm-hmm. Because when we say, oh, I'm stressed out and I need to relax and take care of myself, it's kind of a broad term, right? It feels very overwhelming. It it's does. like a, yeah,
3: you're right. I do. And now I like I but I have like life. Like, like
1: what are you talking about? Do, Haven't you guys all seen the meme that floats around? It's like I can't follow all the good advice like drink enough water, uh you know, oh, have yeah. a maintain a, a good relationship with my children and my spouse and work on my career and have engaging hobbies and no. serve and, and love other people and be politically involved and be informed and, and work for social causes. Like you start adding up all of the good worthy like advice that we should all be in an ideal world in an ideal situation like that stresses me out even just thinking about all the good things I want to do so it's kind of ironic where do you know like that things have like gotten out of whack or out of balance of like where you think you are you know
2: relaxing and taking care of yourself but you're actually really not for me it's a migraine. Yeah. It's a oh, loss of vision go. in your eye and you know, and and I'm telling myself I'm fine. I'm fine. I got yeah. this. It's totally no big deal. And then my body is saying you yeah. really don't.
3: Yeah. You really It's the don't. whole your body keeps the score. That's how like I know like if I'm having a hard time sleeping Yes. But I can maybe be like, okay, maybe I need to back up and reprioritize my, to my daily schedule. It kind of sneaks up on me sometimes, but I will sometimes get pretty bad, like anxiety-ridden um, insomnia. And oftentimes I'm like, why am I stressed? There's nothing going on. And then yeah. I'll sit and think and be like, oh, yeah, I have a lot going on. <laughs> so Actually. Like we, we get into like survival mode. I'm just pushing through. I can just, t- just pause for a second and yeah. just say, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should be taking 10 minutes for myself every night to do something that sounds yeah. good to me.
4: And when I did have younger kids before I could hike and even go on long walks mm-hmm. because I just didn't have the time, I did start kind of in the intermediate Intermediate age when they were like age, the youngest was maybe seven and the oldest was, you know, older teens. I would shut my door and do like a 20 minute meditation. Oh, and I yeah. know, and I was introduced to me by a friend, and I didn't even know how to do that. I couldn't even quiet my brain to meditate in the beginning. I just didn't even really know how to do that. Yeah. I was always pushing through. I was always, you know, on this hyper level of doing, doing, doing. Hyper functioning. Yeah, hyper functioning, yeah, which for me, that's when I know I've got too much anxiety. When I look around and I'm not sleeping, yeah. and I'm like, um, "You're in hyper mode. You've got to stop because mm-hmm. this is going to implode." Yeah, depression and anxiety—they yeah. look com- very they look similar. Yeah, but they're yeah. really very similar. They just look different, they're you know. Just people, cousins. Pe- hi- yeah, they really are just cousins—very <laughs> dysfunctional cousins, kissing <laughs> cousins. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> sure. But you know, when I get into that hyper productive do 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 do, my list is too long for anything to get. Yeah. You know, there's no way to get that done in a day. Then I have to stop and say, "All right." Right you are experiencing high levels of anxiety. Let's figure out why. And meditation actually helps me do that. It quiets my brain. It can help me just kind of reset for a few minutes. And I often fall asleep. I'll listen to a meditation. And if you ask me what it was about, I never know because I usually do kind of go under. But that little 20 minutes just resets me for the rest of the day. If I can do that in the afternoon. Now, I don't have a schedule that I can do that anymore. Now yeah. I'm now I'm on to different things. But that was 15 or 20 minutes when I forced myself to take it was helpful back in of when I was in the phase where I didn't have any time.
1: I do think that like uh, your brain will find an answer to unanswerables if you're pushed, Mm, uh, you know, enough, you know, I'm just thinking back to a time where again, lots of little kids at home, uh, you know, a husband who's like gone a lot with, with work. And I remember thinking, okay, so I am stressed out and I'm not getting what I think, You know, my life should be set up like, you know, most people work Monday through Friday and they get a weekend, but like my weekend is actually really stressful. And so it just seemed like, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, one day just sort of melts into the other, melts into the other. And it's just like, you're just trying to keep up Mm -hmm. with, you know, work and kids and responsibilities. And it just kind of tumbles and it just, that can seem very stressful and overwhelming. And I remember thinking, I'm going to choose a day where I just have a day off and it's not going to be a Saturday or Sunday cuz those because my life wouldn't allow it at that time mm-hmm. and and it would look different at different phases of my kids life but when my kids were little it was like I'm not going to be worried about picking up you know, all day long, like all their toys, like the house can just, whatever. I'm not going to clean on this day. I'm not going to do laundry on this day. I mean, obviously I'm going to take care of my children's basic needs, but there's not elaborate meals. Maybe that's the day we order pizza. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. the day that we just eat leftovers or cereal for dinner. Like this is, and I'm, you know, my only objective is to like get a nap, you know, nap when the baby naps or whatever. And it was like just this mental, this is your day off and whatever that can mean and obviously that means different things at different stages of your life but I know
2: that mentally for me that just sort of took a little pressure off my shoulders yeah to add to that I was just thinking that there was a time in my life where I had to get on board with what my life was and I think when you're at a place with littles or whatever it is you kind of have to say this is what I do right now it won't be this way forever they'll be potty trained they'll talk to me we'll work it out we'll go places we'll get dressed it'll be great but it's <laughs> Not now. <laughs> yeah. And so I think if you yeah. just say I drive to Little League practice five days a week, that's what I do. And as yeah. soon as I put, wrapped my head around the fact that and got on board with this is what I do right now, yeah. Then it became a lot less uh troublesome. And I was a lot less stressed out and resenting or grumpy about it. I just like, oh, this is what I do right now. It won't always be this way. I
1: like that. It's such good advice. Something to look forward to, but also like a mental break. Like just giving it to yourself. Of this is just how it is. This, this is how it's going to so be. Is, and right? the keyword I'm being
3: right now. Like just saying, like just know, like this too shall pass. Like it's it's going to be. This is a section of the time that it's going to be different in a few years. I had a friend who has um, teenage girls give me the advice the other day because I have an almost 10-year-old and she said, you really only have five more years left where he's really going to listen to you before he listens to his friends. And it was... I'm so (laughs) grateful for that advice. I had never really thought of it that way before. And all of a sudden these moments where he needs me or he's asking me all these questions he's in the phase where he just will talk about pokemon for an hour straight and all of a sudden i think i remember that phase right but then all of a sudden i had this mental shift i was so grateful for advice because it's like well i only have five more years of this where he's going to talk my ear off and then he's not going to talk to me so actually i kind of enjoy it now i think it's so key to remember that that right now this is how it is right now is a great great piece of advice
1: What does your stress management look like for you
2: right now, this moment? Thankfully, now it can be a trip to Hawaii or a trip in the future. <laughs> it must be nuts. That, <laughs> no,
1: I'm just kidding. I am actually genuinely happy knowing all the stuff that you've been through that you can do that. Yeah.
2: Yes, I feel like we've earned it. We've we've uh, we've yeah. had some hard times. Yeah, we've come know. out on the other side of it, and thankfully, we can do some nice things uh, that that we look forward to. I did just want to add something we've been talking about with my kids lately is that is that life is a struggle. It's hard. I think on the social media and we look at it like everyone's life is grand and pretty mm-hmm. and fabulous. Mm-hmm. and Except for ours. Except for <laughs> yours, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about that it's tricky yeah. and our family often turns back to the quote of most meat is tough, most putts don't sink, most marriages require a mutual degree of toleration. Um, And then it goes on to say life is like an old time rail journey full of bolts and jumps and cinder and dust. But you, the trick is to enjoy the ride and to wait for the beautiful vistas and the thrilling bursts of speed. So we are constantly, I'm pointing out to my kids, ooh, ooh do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Yes, Mom, it's a beautiful vista. <laughs> okay, yeah, because most of the time it's going to be dust and cinders and it's going to be bumpy and rough. So, again, acknowledging, like getting on board with the fact that this is it. Life is pretty tricky and it's going to be hard day in and day out. But I can keep looking for those beautiful vistas that thankfully I'm able to see now my, with my own eyes, which is great. But um, whatever it is, the sonic shake, whatever it is that does the trick for you, that that's your thrilling burst of speed or your beautiful vista, they come along, but they're generally not. They're pretty random and, and dispersed pretty far between.
4: I've always said to my kids when they want to spout off, you know, life isn't fair. Why is this so hard? This is what I've said since they were little. The fair is where you go to ride the Ferris wheel and eat <laughs> cotton candy. It doesn't have anything to do with real life because it doesn't. And, I, and I'm not trying to be a downer with them, but I just feel like, what, what's been said, that we just have to recognize that life is a struggle. There's lots of hard things. We've had hard things. Yeah, stress look, th-
2: like stress is wrong. Just, no. Yeah, it's part stress of is the body's too.
4: reaction to experiencing something that's unexpected, that you don't really want, unhappy, sad, whatever it is. And But that's everybody's life. If we look around us, it's just everybody's life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my life might look like it's really down here in the toilet and someone else's life looks really great, especially when you are looking at social media. But in real life, everybody lives are up and down and all around. You know, you see that that diagram where it shows like somebody, you know, on the gradual incline to something that isn't real. Everybody's (laughs) thing is really like up and down and all around and sideways and backwards and forwards. And when you can just like Suzanne was just saying, notice the beautiful parts, you know, turn on the music and have a dance party in the kitchen, even though the kitchen is a complete disastrous mess. (laughs) Who cares? Just do it. Just do it because you're going to feel better for that 10 minutes and it's going to be connecting and fun with your people. And those are the moments that they remember. They're not going to remember if you scrubbed the kitchen floor. They're just really not. You know, it's just how it is. So just look for those good moments, and I do think always having something to look forward to helps. And finding those little moments of how you can relax, depending on mm. what's open for you. Yeah,
3: I think right now at this phase of my life, where my kids are like, we're out of diapers, but they're still kind of young. I'm in this really beautiful zone. I'm really liking it a lot. Um, it's easy for me um, when they were babies. I love. I kind of fell in love with group fitness, and I would try to go like maybe once a week. And now I'm I'm like teaching, and it's really fun. Like it's a really fun hobby for me and it's something that I do just because I genuinely like to do it and if you would have asked me seven years ago like what hobbies did you have I'd be like uh, <laughs> surviving taking a nap maybe but it, it kind of like gradually developed into something and I I'm grateful that I gave myself permission to do that so it, like if I could go back and give myself advice just be like just give yourself permission to like seek out hobbies and if you don't like it that's fine you can like quilting and be bad at it but that can, if it makes you happy you know give yourself give yourself permission to kind of pursue it so that's what I like to do that to kind of relax. Like you said, exercising is great for me. I try to take a bubble bath once a week. If I can, we always, in our family, we just take Sunday naps. Everyone uh-huh. must go to their room and we shut That's the door amazing. and we take a nap. Yeah. And like things like that. where are like, it's easy. Kind of like what I was saying in the beginning. If there's anything within your resources, it's a kind thought of something you can do kind for yourself. Just try to do it. I think it's a very reasonable expectation we can all have for ourselves. Just do it. Don't stress about it, Yeah, but just, just do it. I mean, if it's within yeah. your resources, go for it. Give yourself permission to do it.
1: I'm here with my producer, Richie, and we're talking about how you can relax. And so we did what most people would do, and we just Googled it mm-hmm. to get some really good ideas. And we're going to make commentary on which ones we think that Google got right, which ones we think. No, let's not do that.
0: And actually, Lisa, I'm already in <laughs> a state of relaxation. So I can tell. Hopefully I can. No, I'm teasing. Yeah, it's fun what Google says. Yeah, do this. This will be the way that you can uh, relax when you're overwhelmed. Sure.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll try it. But, you know, when you're super stressed out, you think, well, I'll try anything, right?
0: Literally anything. (laughs) If there's something that can get me away from how I feel presently, whatever that thing is, I'm I'm in. I'll do it.
1: And and everyone likes to give advice, too. Have you tried this? Have you tried (laughs) that? So this is a list of things that you might not have thought about that could... Maybe help you relax.
0: Uh, Why don't I go first? This one I thought was fascinating. Creating a no list. I didn't even know what this was. Uh, But it's boundaries of things that you will or will not do and places that you will or will not go. And so I guess this is kind of like a mapping out for things in the future, right? Like I'm in the state now of overwhelm, Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to be this way in the future. So I'm going to set boundaries. (laughs) So you're almost like prepping for the time that you're going to feel overwhelmed in the future. I like calling it a no list.
1: I have this inside joke with a couple of my friends Mm -hmm. that like we've had some difficult parenting situations Uh where kids will come and give us information that we don't like. right? And you know, it's stressful and it gets you all worked up. And so now we say, why don't we just stop don't engage and just say, no, thank you. You know?
0: <laughs> how, and how does that go? Does it help you feel relaxed when you're overwhelmed? A, l- a,
1: a little bit, only because like I, you don't get in, you don't get involved or, in, you know, invested because you just think you've given me information that I don't like. No, thank you. <laughs> I guess that's my
0: no list. Okay. It's a no, it's a no thank you response. I like it.
1: Okay. Also, I, on, on this list of Googling things, I think it's really funny that it says like that you could exhaust yourself, not just like exercise so that you get those endorphins, but A Google list says exhaust yourself physically, like by running, yoga, swimming, whatever it takes to make you feel tired. I've used
0: this before. I think it works. Well, the thing I think that's hard uh, about when you're feeling overwhelmed is that it's sort of the cycle of overwhelm, right? Meaning if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're probably really stressed. You have a lot of anxiety and then you're not sleeping very well and then you don't sleep very well and then you wake up the next day if you were able to go to sleep (laughs) at all and then things are (laughs) overwhelming and it's more overwhelming because you don't have all your faculties around you to do it and then you don't sleep again. Again, and then yeah. it just kind of compounds. I remember um, coming out of, of my first marriage and for probably three or four weeks, like it was go to the treadmill and run on the treadmill mm-hmm. until I couldn't even walk anymore because it was, there was so much anxiety, so much stress, so much overwhelm that came from the unknowns from it, from the emotional, just like letdown of everything that the one thing that I knew I had to do each of those days was just go, yeah. go till there wasn't anything more so that I could sleep so that I wouldn't find myself back in that cycle. Yeah, again.
1: that's great. I mean, if, if that's the way that you can get a good night's sleep and it's a way to like sleep
0: deeply, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing wrong with that. Here's one for you, look at faith in humanity, restoring lists from around the internet. So oh. the internet oftentimes <laughs> uh, gets... A divisive place. Yeah, is yeah. that what you would say? Well, no, I just think it's like, everything on the internet is terrible. But yeah. when you get into those lists of like, you know, there are particular websites that are like, here are things that humans that love each other are doing. And then it's yeah. a list of stories. You can be able to do that. Or, you know, different social media feeds. I'm thinking of one... Um, Is it tiny kindnesses over Mm -hmm. on Instagram where you can just read a tiny kindness after a tiny kindness where you're like, oh, no, the world isn't horrible. I am super overwhelmed right now, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel or there is hope in this humanity or whatever those things can be. And that can sometimes be like, okay am I going to be okay? Or put it in that perspective of like, okay, maybe the thing that I'm doing right now or going through right now isn't as bad as I thought, given some other perspectives. Yeah,
1: I love it. A lot of advice too on the internet, it is advice, like go do this and go. Mm -hmm. But so if you can go and observe that and just kind of witness it, it does, I think, change your brain a little bit. Like, oh, I'm looking for that too. Or have I experienced that? um some of the advice on on the list when we googled you know how to relax is is simple like that like the one that i really like was to um, stop what you're doing and lay down like a starfish. <laughs> I was like, why is starfish? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, specific, it's, But then, yeah, no, then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you, you're putting your body, it's just like, almost like a cartoon, like, I'm stressed out and you just like, throw yourself on the floor like a starfish. Yeah, sure, why not? Try it, that.
0: Is sure. it something meditative too, I wonder, because like all or as much of your body as can is sort of touching the floor. Yeah, and you know when you're on I like those so. meditative practices where it's like feel your body <laughs> absorb into the floor. Right, like you have so many contact points that it can just kind of relax. That would put know. me to sleep. Just, In fact, even just talking say, about it, I'm like, I'd fall asleep. I'm going to try it. Is what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, another on this list that I thought was particularly interesting. Again famous for what the internet is good for is these things that you go, huh? Yeah. And and now maybe I'll try it when I'm overwhelmed, but sniffing scents (laughs) that bring you joy or remind you of happier times.
1: Yes. You know, sometimes it can be an old perfume or a candle or just like, I was ivory soap that reminded me of my grandmother, which reminded me of like a simpler time. It is, scent has such a magical recall. It really does. yeah.
0: Uh, And I I think about that, and I was like, well, what would be my scent? You mentioned the soap. My grandfather, who's now passed, had mint julep shampoo. How funny. And I would whenever I smell anything that even hints of that because he had such a calming effect, like it, it's sort of bittersweet because yeah. it's calming and also, oh man, if he were here right now, I'd be just fine. Crying. Yeah. And then I start crying <laughs> and then I cry myself so much right. that then I'm relaxed when I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> no, but to uh, to be able to have those, those scents that can change who we are and how we feel in that moment.
1: I love that. Here is one that I think a lot of people use. It's worth Saying, but that you try to, it's the five step sense. You name five things that you can see and say them out loud, and you do the same thing with the rest of your senses, like with hearing, touch, smell, taste. And it, I, I know that a lot of people use this for panic attacks to bring them back into reality to calm them down of the, the whole five senses. Thing.
0: So is that like, I see Lisa, I yeah. see a microphone. I feel the sweater that I am wearing. I smell it's soft. Diet Coke, or is right. that Dr. Pepper? I can't tell.
1: <laughs> well, if you really were smelling it, you would know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this one because I, I contend that there will be nothing that will calm you down quicker. This one's a little harder. This, okay. is, this, this takes a little bit more effort, mm-hmm. but you go to the animal, animal rescue and you go volunteer to walk a dog Aww. or to feed, you know, or, or just be around the animals. There is something that is so relaxing about Dogs. It's why they're you know yeah. therapy animals, and why you know people will have them with them. There is something so calming about being with a dog that if oh, you if you have nice. the time, you have the leeway, the luxury of a place like that nearby, and it's a particular kind of overwhelm. Spend an hour. They always could use the help, and you could use the benefit. So it's from service it. plus fuzzy animals. Yeah, well, and they're so cute. So cute. So so cute, and the furry whiskers <laughs> and the face. <laughs>
1: Here's one that you might not have ever thought about is Christmas lights. Put up Christmas lights in your bedroom and that has some sort of magical effect. It could remind you not only of the holiday, but like also just sort of distract your mind of of looking at light in a different way. And I Hmm. thought, I don't know if I would do that, but I don't know if I wouldn't. Hmm. Hmm.
0: One for me that has been particularly helpful in my life, uh, if I can get something that is sort of white noise that will drown Mm -hmm. out. Uh, What's going on for me in particular, like if I'm feeling real overwhelmed, right? Like something maybe at work, uh, not going well the way that I want it to, something at home. If I can put myself on the side of a river, so you get like like that babble, I guess is the way that people would describe it, that babble of the river or brook. And it's loud enough that you can't really hear anything else to just be able to absorb the, the sound and have that drown out anything out. Something like that, I feel like is really helpful for relaxing when you're feeling overwhelmed. I
1: love that. It's a great mindfulness practice. And people will do that, go on a nature walk or like stargaze or go on a hike and changing your surroundings or even like go off social media, all that kind of like just to change what you're looking at Mm -hmm. is worth considering. Mm -hmm. Uh, One that I would consider doing, and I'm not very good at this, is to do something spontaneous. So like maybe you are doing one thing and you just think... You know what? I'm just gonna do something totally different, and if especially if you're not very spontaneous, and and whether that's a day off or to go do something, you know that you didn't plan ahead Skydiving. the day before or whatever. I don't know, yeah. like just something spontaneous. Like, hey, we're gonna go do this right now. Don't overthink it. Just go. I think it could snap you out of that as well. And like I said, I'm not very good at that. Mm.
0: Uh, one that this list uh, recommends that I will straight up take advice of anytime. <laughs> yeah? It says, watch old Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood videos oh, online. yeah, Relaxing or not, I'll, I'll sit and watch a Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood video anytime. Especially Whether when it's, they make the crayons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when he sings. Yeah. It's not the way you comb your hair, <laughs> but it's you. I like, there is something calming. Like there is something calming about that.
1: I think that there's the tendency either to watch movies that you've watched before, Mm. you know, that that's comforting. But for some people, it's like, oh, I'm going to watch a happy movie and lots of comedies. I know that, like, during the pandemic, people would watch lighthearted things and not, you know, very serious. But other people... Want to lean into it and watch like really sad stuff, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I think trying to determine like which one you are, which one like sort of soothes you in a different way. Because sometimes I I'm gonna you know admit I gotta lean in to the I'm gonna cry and there's a scene in this movie and I'm gonna watch it over and mm-hmm. over again and and then I'm gonna feel better. It's gonna feel cathartic. So well,
0: I mean, let's think about those times it. where you've had a good cry. You are very rarely more relaxed than after a time where no, you you're just wanna go to bed where your whole body has just almost convulsed right in those tears and and that that doesn't happen all the time but if you really lean into a, a cry like that there's probably something you know medical or, or uh, chemistry sure. within Google your body next. Yeah, yeah that'll be my next <laughs> that, Google. that's your next Google search uh, the last one that I want to share and and if you're wondering uh, will I do this a hundred percent Okay. And it's something that is safe for the workplace, okay. and it's something that can help everyone else as well. You know, they say lavender—the uh, smell of a lavender oh, yeah. oil or lavender—can mm-hmm. help calm people down. I'm going to bring a spray bottle like what you would have for your pets. You know, when <laughs> yeah. they're when they're misbehaving, and it's going to be full of lavender oil, and I'm just going to have it with me at all times. <laughs> and if anyone ever gets upset, I'll just squirt them in the nose and go, "Calm down." <laughs> Relax! Are you, you feeling ag-
1: overwhelmed? Aggressive <laughs> relaxation. Yes. Sure, why not? Add lavender. <laughs> I think it's really interesting to talk to someone who is trained as not only um, in mindfulness, but as a mindfulness teacher because, it, you know, it's so not helpful when someone is very, very stressed out for legitimate reasons and someone says to them, hey, you know, you just need to Relax. You know, what you need to do is relax. And I feel as liberal as we give that advice. We should switch it and tell people how to relax, right? So I'm here with Thomas McConkie, host of the Mindfulness Plus podcast. So Thomas... I remember when I had, you know, five young children in my house, right? And it's just chaos, just, you know, parenting in the best of circumstances. And, you know, my husband was at that time was in school full time and working full time. I mean, like we both had these crazy busy schedules and people would, you know, say, make sure you're taking time for you you know, relax or whatever. But like <laughs> getting a pedicure or getting my hair done or whatever, time for me, whatever right. that meant, um didn't have the desired effect of really relaxing and I think a lot of us can relate to that kind of situation.
2: So when For people sure.
1: come well to said. you, well, thank you. <laughs> when people come to you and and say, I mean, really, maybe on on varying levels, right? Some very desperate, and some maybe just slightly curious, and say, "Okay, I'm ready to learn about mindfulness um, and the benefits of it." What what do you often you know start with?
5: Well, yeah, that's right. People come through the door. Some people come through the door with like acute psychological distress. Other people come through the door, they're doing quite well, but they want to be doing even better. So whatever brings us to a practice or even a curiosity around doing a meditation, a mindfulness practice, there's a lot in it for all of us. And uh, it depends on the person how I start, but there are some principles that I think apply to all of us. I'm happy to talk about them or I'm happy to show you.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I think in a, in a minute I'd love for you to show, you know, yeah. show versus tell, right? Like, isn't that the, what we're supposed to do? Um, and before yeah. we do, I'm I, I'm curious, and I, I think it is a benefit to understand your process in discovering mindfulness for yourself. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
5: Oh, well, for sure, I was a freshman in college. This was clear back in 1998, and. You know, what brought me to the practice was the the first category I named, which was acute psychological distress. I had anxiety, depression, insomnia. Mm. I was just in rough shape. And I had this intuition like there was a different way to be in the world that eluded me. It was possible, but it would take some work. I'd have to like really apply myself. And I, I met my first meditation teacher way back when. And it's just become... Uh, practice that's fully integrated with my lifestyle. I mean, meditation ultimately is who we are at the deepest level. Every single moment of life is the deepest meditation. And when we're fully open and present to it, uh, life feels very different. So it's, it's a lifestyle I recommend to anyone who's curious.
1: I love that. As so beautifully said, and I can't imagine not You know, wanting to be that. I think the thing that has drawn me to mindfulness practices is that the level of um, just presence and needing to be in a present moment, you know, being sort of in fear of uh, a longing for the past um, and fearful of the future and right. And finding real joy in being present, what kind of effect have you seen this kind of practice have on on you and 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 others that that you have guided through this process?
5: Yeah, that's a big question, and I'll try to be brief because I know we're going places right, but I was struck I had been doing a daily practice back as a you know late teenager for about six months or so give or take and I could not believe after several months of just practicing breathing in a new way, how much it reduced my anxiety, my worrying, my ruminating, all the things that were kind of driving me crazy and creating big problems in my life. I was amazed at how relaxed I started feeling, not just when I was meditating, but when I was just bopping around town and living my life. I could tell that my whole physiological baseline was shifting. And this was way before people were talking about mindfulness. Meditation was quite obscure back then. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like I I wasn't, you know, like getting on Deepak Chopra's website online to download meditations. I just saw in my own experience, I realized this is changing my body and my brain. I can feel it. And after that, I was just off to the races. I just knew I was going to keep at it. And uh, here I am many years later speaking to you and your your audience about it.
1: No, I love it and I appreciate your generosity in in making it personal because I think that these kinds of things really are. I I know for me personally, I had an idea of what I thought meditation was and had yeah. kind of uh, you know, used it throughout my life as a way to sort of recenter, but it wasn't until I was I had great trauma after losing uh, my husband that I really learned what it could do. And when you said yeah. that breathing, oh, it just makes me want to cry a little bit too, because I, I was so surprised that it had, in many ways I had to learn how to breathe again.
5: Yeah. Wow, that's that's really touching. Thanks for sharing that, Lisa.
1: Well, I, I share it only to say, you know, like to sort of add my testimonial to to what you're saying yeah. is that like earlier I had an idea of what I thought it was, but the reality of what it could do because I was so concerned about doing it right and doing it the right way. And yeah, and, and that's a whole
5: other episode. <laughs> that's an I was just
1: gonna say, and we don't have to go down that road because that that's that speaks more to me. But once I was able to sort of let that go and. And really do it, uh, again, when I see other people in crises and, and um, going through trauma, to, to suggest things that actually work is such a gift. And I'm so glad that I had some dear friends who, who suggested this to me. Wow. Beautiful. So let's use this time that we have together as an opportunity to present it maybe in a different way. Could you walk us through uh, you know, a, a mindfulness exercise?
5: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. Shall I go?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
5: Let's do this thing and we'll we'll check back in after and see how we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can just find a posture that lets you be relaxed, but also really alert and awake. Just take a moment to settle in here. You don't have to hurry the process. You can't hurry the process. The body just moves according to its own rhythms, like the sun rising over the mountains, like the tide. We just let go back into the rhythms of nature when we take a posture and we start to notice the breath, start to notice sensation. as you really brighten sensation with awareness, as you gather your awareness in the physical body and feel sensation illuminated, I want you to just notice a sense of ease. What I mean by that is that whatever you're feeling in this moment, whatever you're experiencing you can just focus on this quality of letting the body be exactly as it is. So you're not struggling with your experience, you're not trying to feel better than you're actually feeling. The body just is exactly as it is. And feel this really distinct experience when you let go of struggle with the body, when you let go of struggle with your experience. What happens? And just to give it a name, I would suggest we could call this rest. But, but true rest at a very subtle level, we're letting go of struggle. Resting in the body's natural rhythms, its natural stillness. But it gets better. We can get even more subtle with our state of rest. The body has its own quality of rest. But at a more subtle level where we tend to struggle a lot as well, we can start to bring awareness to the activity of thoughts in the mind, emotions in the body. So do this for a moment. Just notice what thoughts are coming up currently what thoughts have been coming up lately, what's been on your mind, what has preoccupied you, as well as just noticing your mood in this moment, the emotional flavors in the body. And just like we did with the physical body, I want to invite you to let go of any struggle with whatever thoughts are present, whatever emotions are present. Because in life, we're constantly trying to feel better than we actually feel. And there's a place for that. But right now, we're just being honest about how we feel. We're really just letting ourselves feel more of what we feel. as if you were just lying in the grass on the bank of a river, watching the river go by. There's no need to stop the flow, no need to stop thinking. Feel what it's like to just accept the natural activity and flow of thoughts in the mind, emotions in the body. And this more subtle form of rest, just to give it a name, we could call it mental, emotional calm. So we have rest in the physical body, calm in the mind and the heart. When we let go of struggle, we're willing to just have this experience right now. And we can get even more subtle even more subtle than the thinking mind, the emotional body. I want you to bring awareness in this moment to just awareness itself. (laughs) And this is tricky, we're not used to doing this. And when you hear this instruction, you might get confused and go looking for something. But awareness is not something we can actually find in our awareness. Just the basic fact of being awake, being aware in this moment, and experiencing. Never mind the content of what you're experiencing this moment. Rather, I want you to just appreciate the basic fact of experiencing itself. So, whatever you're experiencing, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes endlessly. And yet that which is experiencing doesn't come or go. Think of it as a mirror. Objects pass in front of the mirror, they come and they go. The the mirror reflects these objects, but doesn't hold on to them. And all the while the mirror is just serene, reflecting whatever comes before it, not going anywhere. This is a deep form of rest, a deep form of stillness, when we just relax as awareness. In some of the world's religious traditions, even in Christianity, they'll refer to this experience as light, as truth, as intelligence, spirit. taking a moment to rest here is like getting to know yourself better at the deepest level. It doesn't matter what the conditions are of life. It doesn't matter what's happening in this moment. At the deepest part of you, in your very essence, there's a stillness. There's an openness. We could call it serenity. Tranquility. And I want you to just mix it all together from this place of awareness, this deep rest, this deep stillness. You can bring up the thoughts and emotions that are present and feel a calm, not struggling with thoughts and emotions in this moment. And bring up the physical body in awareness, not struggling with how the body's doing, but just resting in the flow of sensation. So in any given moment in life, in this moment, in every moment, we have rest that's available in the body. We have calm available in the mind and the heart. And we have deep tranquility available at the level of just awareness, of light, of spirit. And we can learn to live with these qualities all the time and share them generously with others. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. This week, our show was produced by Lisa Valentine Clark, Richie T. Stedman, and McKay Menden, with help from Tabby Freitas and Michael Combs. If you liked this show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or over on Spotify. It really makes a difference. Next week on the show, one day... (laughs) All my kids come up screaming and crying oh, and I'm like what what is it what is it my son Owen and I'm going to I'm going to call him out because he'll admit it blew up everyone's houses, <laughs> like set them on fire. Right. Oh their goodness. flocks, their <laughs> towns, and basically destroyed hundreds of hours of work.
0: It feels imaginary. It just you
1: know? I mean in my mind I'm saying this is just a dumb game. Yeah. I mean I had neighborhood kids coming over like, Where's Owen? <laughs> and their parents calling me and kids crying oh like they're so mad mom. They're you know every and, and Owen was like, if you can't stand the heat. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's next week on The Lisa Show.